hello, New City friends and family. I'm here with Ben, Pastor Benjamin. How you doing, Ben? Damien, doing well. Glad to be doing this podcast together. I know. It's been a while since you and I have been on a podcast mm-hmm. together. That's true. We're back. We're That's back. all we got to say. That's exactly <laughs> right. We're back. And in the spirit of year-end review, we wanted to take a moment together and in a way that y'all could listen to us review the fall in 2021 at New City. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say is we have a lot to celebrate Mm -hmm. in the fall. As we said at the beginning, Ben, of this semester, this was a bridge season at New City. Mm -hmm. And we meant that for a number of reasons, but at the foundation of that was a desire to do strategic planning as a session. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways we said that was we wanted to lean into our polity this year, and we wanted to chart the course through prayer with the Lord and one another on where he was leading us. Because Mm -hmm. we do, and increasingly so, have this sense that we are about to start a new chapter at New City. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things I'm constantly grateful for, and uh, truly, I don't think I ever take it for granted, the fact that our elders really love each other Mm. and trust each other, and we have such a unity as as a session. And so this was just another opportunity for us to experience that, um, that we really are for one another and really love this congregation. Yes. Yeah. I, you're exactly right. I think that's so well said. So while that was happening, uh, there were also so many other things. One is so many new faces, and, and I'm sure many people who are listening to this will will count themselves among that, that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I came back from sabbatical, so April, May, June, and I came back in July, I remember looking out and thinking, wow, who are all these new people? Mm-hmm. Praise God. And this is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we want to mention because um, if you're if you've been here at New City and you've joined us for gathered worship on Sunday morning, uh, you you recognize that you recognize that when you drop your kids off, you recognize that whenever you walk into the to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And so this is something exciting that the Lord's doing, but it's also a great responsibility. Yeah, it's a great right. responsibility for us as the pastors and elders of New City to take seriously our charge to make disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a gift to. Uh, experience fullness, especially on Sunday morning. Yeah, um, and and I don't just mean uh, capacity or lots of people in the room, but I there's there's the the sense of uh, energy and joy in the room. This this fullness that's been such a, a sweet part of worship this fall. Yeah, in particular. Yeah, and in fact, one of the signs of that fullness and sweetness and energy that we joke about, but it's for real, uh-huh. is the amount of clapping. That's right. We, it went from zero clapping whenever I left before sabbatical to a lot more clapping. Yes. And yes. it continues on. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> There's something so yeah, so sweet about the expressiveness of uh Presbyterians. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's think about uh, the fall under the rubric of one question, which is what did we learn? Mm-hmm. What did we learn? You know, I think the benefit of this fall being so different from any ministry year that we've had is that we we did a lot of different things, which means it gave us the opportunity mm-hmm. to learn a lot. Yeah, like we've we've never um, really emphasized things like men's and women's Bible studies before. Yeah, and I know that you led uh, the men's, and Amy Wilson and some other women led the the women's. What was that like? How was your experience of that? Yeah, well, the the men's Bible study was on Friday morning, and it was consistent in attendance. We had somewhere between twenty twenty and thirty men every morning. Uh, that we gathered, and it was fantastic. One, you know, the thing that encouraged me the most, one was the consistency because that can produce a type of community mm-hmm. where men look forward to seeing one another. 
but what what encouraged me so much was watching week in and week out men come ready and hungry to jump in and study the Bible together. Yeah. So the way that we did this particular Bible study is there was there was minimal teaching and there was a lot of time spent in the text. Mm-hmm. So we'd break men into smaller groups of three to five, and they would make observations. They would synthesize the meaning of the passage, and then we would talk about application. We studied the Beatitudes, and it was it was fantastic. And what I what I loved about it was um, to for me to be reminded in that type of venue that the Holy Spirit and the Word of God change people. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. Yeah. So that was a great that was a great time. And kind of per usual, the women's Bible study was like double the size, right? Yes, that's exactly right. It <laughs> per was. usual for men's and women's events it here was in New City. <laughs> per usual. And, and uh, uh, we had coffee. We did have bagels the first week, but uh-huh. they had fruit and coffee and other things <laughs> every week. Things. That's right. I love that. Another thing that we'd never done before was uh, a learning community. Yes. Um, And so creating this environment that you and I have dreamt of for years now, Uh um, that was uh, some of the descriptions, some of the ways that we've talked about a learning community is um, that it would would be pretty rigorous, right? Like it would ask a lot of people that were there. And one of the pieces of rigor was that you had to actually be there. Like it wasn't just, I'll show up one out of, you know, whenever I can. It was like, if you're going to do this, you're committing to all six weeks. Yes. Uh, You're committing to to reading and preparing and coming ready. uh, And, and we did it on anxiety, uh, which is ironic because that actually might produce some anxiety for some people, all uh-huh. of the rigor. Uh-huh. Um, but we did an exit survey just to kind of get an idea of like how, what was effective, what was helpful. And um, overwhelming uh, majority, overwhelming majority of the people that participated um, experienced a, a real increase in their ability to manage their anxiety and their understanding of it biblically yeah. uh, in the ways that they manage their own thoughts and emotions and things like that. So it was, uh, I don't think an under or an, yeah, I don't think it's an overstatement to say it was a smashing success. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, my next statement will be, I don't know that that was because I let it. <laughs> I think it was the environment. Like I mm-hmm. think there's something really powerful about getting people to commit uh, to something that's actually going to cost them something, time, yeah. energy, attention, motivation, and and do it together uh, around a topic that really matters, that's actually really relevant to people's lives. Yes. Well, I, like you, heard from many people. So the exit survey were the people asked after we asked them specific questions we got feedback from, but but it it trickled throughout the congregation, the, the effectiveness of that environment and the power of the topic. Mm-hmm. And so that's true. Also, you guys on the Equip podcast, you and Nate, you guys, how many episodes did you do in mm. follow-up? Four or five, yeah. maybe? Yeah, well, we did recaps after each week, and then we did a handful of bonus episodes, so we might have uh, around 10 different episodes. Yeah. Well, I would encourage anyone who's listening, whether you were at that learning community or not to check out the equip podcast that's the same podcast stream you're listening to this on and scroll down and and just start it the first one or jump in Mm -hmm. Uh, i listened to them they were fantastic i know they'll be very helpful so that's that's exciting Mm -hmm. we did a learning community and then all of these bonus episodes to share with those Mm -hmm. who couldn't come yeah and and learn you know we're asking the question what did we learn this fall well we learned that that's a really important environment at new city yes uh, to create a space to tackle topics, uh, issues in discipleship that, that we all experience like anxiety or, uh, parenting, family discipleship, Mm -hmm. um, sexual wholeness, these, these various topics that really matter in following Jesus and need a a level of rigor in order to really dive into it properly. Yeah, that's right. I think one of the questions that we've asked ourselves in, in different ways is that if not at, 
in our local church, where else will we be discipled in these topics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so right. So another thing we did we'd never done before was these community gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've joked about how maybe that was a misnomer uh, yeah. because our, our real intention was we wanted to get the congregation together to give um, some live feedback on our strategic planning, on the things that really mattered to us that were we were distilling with our elders. Um, and so we had three of those. Uh, it was what, September, October, November? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so what was the... How would you recap some of the highlights of our community gatherings? Mm-hmm. I think a big part of the community gathering was to get people together, many of them new to New City, and give us an opportunity, almost like a mall map, where when you when you walk in and you look, you find the red dot that says, you are here. So it had been a long time since we had gathered people together in any venue mm-hmm. centrally, except for Sunday morning. Yeah, right. And... COVID had a lot to do with that. There are different reasons, but we wanted to create a space where all of us could come together and say, hey, this is where we are. This is what we're about. So we unpacked this statement that we say most Sundays, if mm-hmm. people are joining us either online or or in person, and we say, all of us need all of Jesus for all of life. Mm-hmm. And it really could easily be a, a manifesto of types at New City, right? Of sorts, I should say. Mm-hmm. And we unpacked that one a phrase at a time. Mm-hmm. And we invited people to ask themselves, well, what would it mean for me to live a life that uh, was in line with this statement? Mm-hmm. That is all of us need all of Jesus for yeah. all of life. Mm. And so what we learned is that room particularly uh, is probably not set up great for group discussions. And mm-hmm. so even as people are listening, they probably remember the awkwardness of trying to turn those chairs around when you can't really turn those chairs around because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not set up for that. But nonetheless, it was fantastic. And of course, at the end, we uh, shared about the future of Crosstown mm-hmm. and Eric and Ron joined us and we had a food truck afterwards and we celebrated all the work that God has done in and through the Stites mm-hmm. and uh, Ron and his family in the last several years in the Paramore neighborhood mm-hmm. and how God is creating a new organization mm-hmm. in Crosstown and how New City is committing ourselves to partnership ongoingly. Yeah, it was so it was so encouraging to see. Um, the other thing, the last thing we wanted to do in that space was to actually hear from our people. That's good. And so we, we created these guides, at least the first two months, mm-hmm. um, with clear questions and people filled them out. And you and I sat down and, and walked through each one and discussed it. And it was really helpful just to hear some of the... Um, obstacles and encouragements and things that people experience in our congregation when it comes to uh, following Jesus and needing Jesus and uh, mm-hmm. loving their neighbors. And so that was super helpful for us to learn from our congregation in that in that space too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So as it relates to sermon series this fall, we finished Genesis. The three-year saga. Yeah, three years. So if you're new to New City or or not, a reminder, we our trend, our our philosophy is to preach the Old Testament in the fall and the New Testament in the spring. And those are our, those are our biggest sermon series, Psalms in the summer. And then we do various things and filling in the gaps. But three years ago, we said, it'd be great to preach through the first five books of the Bible, the, the foundation of the Bible. And mm-hmm. so let's start with the beginning of the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so three years ago, we started with Genesis 1 through 11. We called that series Origins. And chapter 11 is the Tower of, ba- of Babel. And then the next fall, we took the story of Abraham, starting mm-hmm. in chapter 12. And then this fall, we traced Abraham's uh, lineage through particularly uh, Jacob 
and Joseph, mm-hmm. Joseph's stories. Yeah. And, you know, Ben, I, I want to hear how you experienced it mm. this fall, but I've told many people, and I told you before we started recording, that I've been the primary preacher at New City since 2016, which, which may sound like a lot to some, not that long to others. But one thing is sure is that I've preached a lot of different sermon series in that time period. Mm-hmm. And it, just like you listeners now probably don't remember many sermons that you've listened to, but they all have mattered. Similar for Ben and I, we don't remember a lot of the sermons we preach, <laughs> uh, but it matters. It, it's doing something to us. But but I can say that there have been two sermon series still that I think about. And when I think about those sermon series, I think, God, I know God changed me during that season. Mm-hmm. One of them was uh, several years ago in Ecclesiastes, but the other one was this one, particularly the story of Jacob's life. I saw myself in him so often, this desire to use my skills, my wisdom, mm-hmm. my energy, my effort in order to organize my, organize my life in a way mm. that keeps me not needy, keeps mm-hmm. me strong, and... Uh, keeps me from admitting my weakness. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I think there's something about narrative that when you really inhabit the story and you begin to understand what's really going on, um, which just comes from by spending time with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's not hard to see yourself in it. It's uh-huh. not hard to see the ways in which we strive, like Jacob strove, and we. It's not hard to see ourselves um, wanting to rise up, but being like sent back down like Joseph had over mm. and over again. Yes. So I think there's something just powerful about in, inhabiting this text for, for this fall yeah. uh, for both of us. And, and even for our congregation, we've, right. heard, um, we've heard a plenty lot. of people give feedback on how powerful uh, this, this section of Genesis has been. Yes. That's so right. Maybe the most um, acutely felt or, or most obvious um, difference in the fall has been the absence of community groups. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and we've reflected on that probably more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and so, Damien, what would you say about what it's been like without community groups in this fall? And, and the way that we started the, the fall was with an announcement basically saying, hey, we've got a vision for where God's taking us. Yeah. Um, and, and community groups are not the vehicle to take us there right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. And so that was the that was the way in which we said, hey, we're, we're not going to be gathering small groups in this way. We encourage people to do the feast practice. We, we said, keep gathering in your community group if you want to. We're just yeah. not going to organize them in the way that we have in the past. Yeah. Because they weren't the vehicle to bring us to where we believe we needed to go. Yeah. Well, I would start by saying all of the things we just celebrated – were possible because we didn't, we weren't doing community groups. That's right. So I think that's important. And because of that, we don't regret stopping community groups. We knew that we would learn a lot Mm -hmm. and we received a lot of benefit Mm -hmm. because of it. But we also uh, didn't underestimate, how how would I say that? Um, I think misunderestimate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As (laughs) as, uh, a a recent president said, Um, I think that we, we were aware that community groups were such a core part of the founding of this church mm-hmm. that they there would be a f- some type of feeling mm-hmm. there would be some type of experience uh, having removing after removing them for this semester 
But again, we don't regret stopping community groups, but what we experienced was the loss of that space mm-hmm. for people. And so the language you and I began to use is we don't regret this. We're learning a lot of really important things. But we do lament the loss of that space because there's something that happens uniquely in that space Mm -hmm. that is really meaningful to a congregation, particularly as it relates to giving them a a sense of rootedness in a family and in the the soil of relationships and rich relationships. Yeah, that's right. And and I remember having a kind of doing a thought experiment, which was, um, what does the local church distinctly offer people um, uh, other than anything else? And you know, you could say preaching and worship and, and I'd say, well, it's not content because mm-hmm, you yeah. can find better content anywhere, better sermons, better anxiety resources, better. Uh, that's amazing. Um, it's not an event, uh, because you can find better events like at the Amway center or something like that. Uh, yeah. it's, um, and, and so I just began thinking through what is it? And, and I realized it's, it's extended family, mm-hmm, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, and, and what I mean by that too, is like, I could move back to St. Pete where I went to high school and, and probably find some awesome people there. And I'm sh- I know that there's great churches there I could p- plug into, but it's not these people. Yeah. It's not this church. Yeah, it's not right. these bodies and souls and faces and names that have become aunts and uncles to my son and uh, really brothers and sisters and, and fathers and mothers here at New City like I have. Yes. Uh, and like many of our listeners have. And so when we say we lament the loss, we, we really experience the, the lack of the space that creates and maintains extended family. That's right. That's a good way to put it. And so we're we're super grateful for community groups bringing us to the point that they have, and and we're turning this corner into 2022, um, having spent a lot of time with our session praying and and planning together. Um, so what's kind of coming down the pike? Like what are we what are we looking at as we turn the corner here? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is, in I think this is common. When leaders get together and try to plan, mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. and you get frustrated. Um, and in the, the, our case, not frustrated with one another, but at the immensity of the task mm-hmm. ahead, because you're trying to account for a number of really, really important things. Mm-hmm. So what that has done for us is it has brought us again face-to-face with our dependence, mm-hmm. with our need. One of the words that I've used in, in one and in various contexts is confounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been times when I've, I've felt confounded, but hopeful. Yeah. And what that's done is, and of course, other things uh, have done this as well. It's reminded us that our commitment as we move forward as a church has to be built on prayer, mm-hmm. our commitment of anything, our commitment of making disciples, our commitment of desiring extended family for people mm-hmm. is that the foundation of a congregation has to be prayer, but not just you and me praying. Mm-hmm. That's true. We see that in the common rhythm, of course. We see that in faithful discipleship, prayer will be like uh, like breathing mm-hmm. as we continue to grow in maturity in Christ. And yet, there's something so powerful and often missing in many churches, mm-hmm. and I would say in ours included, and that is the importance of congregational prayer, yeah. gathered prayer. So we want as we look forward to prepare, Mm -hmm. as we said, for this next chapter of New City. But it has to be built on a foundation of prayer. And by that, I mean primarily right now, Mm -hmm. congregational prayer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote that comes to my mind by Joy Dawson, who I believe was a missionary. And she said, anything not born of prayer is born of pride. Mm. And I just think about um, if we just came back out of the strategic planning season with this like 
just bang and play and we're like this is it like we just we just cracked the code you yes know? that's right we've solved it you know for 2000 years people are trying to figure this out and like <laughs> we we landed on it aren't we awesome right yes, like yes. there would be a level of pride that that could that's be born so out right. of and and so um we actually really do believe that as you said before our best days are ahead of us at yes, New city yes like god is so gracious and kind towards us despite our uh, our best efforts he has maintained uh such a, a a wonderful, loving, kind-hearted congregation. Mm. Um, and That's right. we want to lead not out of pride, but out of prayer. Yes. Not out of self-dependence, a sense of our own we- wisdom or competence, but out of uh, weakness and, and a true sense of need Yes, uh, for Jesus to show up and actually be this senior, senior pastor. That's right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the king of his church. Uh-huh. Um, this is his bride. We just get to be under shepherds. And, yes. And so... Uh, entering into a season as a church, congregationally, to gather together to pray, um, it just it's it's so it's so true to what the church is meant to be. Uh, mm. It's it it just seems so basic in one sense, and it's like, yeah, we we've we've talked about how you came back from your sabbat- sabbatical thinking. We really believe back to the basics is maybe the most important That's thing right. right now. That's right. And and there's few things more basic than congregational prayer. And yes. so one of the things we're, so we're really excited about is is spending January walking through some of the early chapters in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. uh, where you get this picture of the early church uh, being who she is. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's just un missable uh, you can't you can't deny the fact that they gave themselves to corporate gathered kingdom focused extraordinary prayer yes as a community and yes. it wove them together in in a way that nothing else could yes yeah that's right and and what we're calling that sermon series is uh, family on mission mm-hmm. and when we we've talked a lot about mission at New City uh, but we see in acts and we will see that that family mission, and prayer mm-hmm. all come together mm-hmm. seamlessly. You, you can't even find the seam, in other words, right? That image, um, they come together seamlessly, yeah. and we want to explore that. And, and one of the things we'll do as we engage the early chapters of Acts and talk about prayer and family and mission is we will begin uh, weekly to uh, talk about what 2022 is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we want everyone to know is that I'll add one more thing that to, as what you said earlier, or a second ago, Ben, is that we also want to lead from a place of faith and not fear. Mm. There's a sense in which yes. there's so many things still happening in the world. Uh, there's so many uh, things, the pressures that you and I experience of mm-hmm. feeling the responsibility of the people that we see and know and counsel and preach to mm-hmm. and worship with and love. Uh, and, and love so deeply that there can be a sense when we are operating in our flesh where we feel afraid that we might not do a good job yeah, that's right. of leading these people, mm-hmm. that we might make mistakes. And both of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Those things will happen. Uh, but to me, God is calling us to have, to exercise faith mm-hmm. a- as we lead and to invite others into a life of faith, prayers, and service together. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all of those things are really important, uh, and yet we will, uh, of course, be telling people what God is bringing to mind and heart. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about in Acts 15, and this isn't the only place, but you find this in Acts later on when the leaders of the church are together praying and planning, which we've been doing, and then eventually leading the people with mm-hmm. directives that this is what we're going to do. 
it has this phrase or some version of this phrase, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, as we continue to pray and trust and dependence upon the Holy Spirit, uh, God has equipped this session in you and me as these uh, teaching elders to lead this congregation. And it's a great honor and privilege. And I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think... This is a season of reflection, December is for most of us, right? Yes. As we turn towards the new year. And as I reflect on 2021 and then kind of project onto 2022 and see where we're going, um, I have a mixture of gratitude and eagerness. Yeah. Uh, gratitude for, for what's been and an eagerness for what's to come. Mm. And and I think a lot of that has been born out of a, a deepening personal, uh, but personal dependence on prayer, um, but also a deepening... Um, longing for communal prayer mm, together yes and so i'm i'm so eager for us to jump into this together yes well thank you ben for taking these minutes to reflect on our year and particularly the fall and to do a little projection at the beginning of 2022 mm-hmm. yeah looking forward to it mm-hmm.